Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dreams Unlimited Travel Podcast. My name is John Magi, and I'll be your host. And in this episode, we're going to be answering your Walt Disney World-related questions. I'm joined at the table by our panel of experts, client services manager for Dreams Unlimited Travel. Coming close. Hi there, everybody. <laughs> Agent consultant for Dreams Unlimited Travel, Tracy Heinrichs. Hi, everyone. Back in our production facility, we have our producer, Craig Williams. Hi. Thank you, everybody, for joining us for this episode. Um, I have been cultivating questions from Twitter, from agents, from other places of secrecy that I cannot disclose. <laughs> and we are going to um, answer those questions, and we're going to talk about them and hopefully open a discussion about them. Uh, and if you do not hear your question, if you submitted a question and I do not answer it, it's just that we are waiting to use it at a different time. So please don't feel slighted by that. I'm sure we will get to it. But you can always send me your questions, john at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com, and I'll make sure I save them up for future episodes. So let's jump right in. Let's get started. Our first question. How do you feel about the new Disney Genie app that's coming? Well, first of all, all we know about the Disney Genie app is what they announced at D23. There's nothing new on it. And it's going to be an app for your phone, and supposedly it's going to help you with trip planning. Things like you can put in that you're interested in a certain character or a certain meal, and it'll help you get there. I also understand that it's going to be based on where you are in the park, and it will help you with... Um, getting to an attraction, maybe showing you wait times and things like that. So I think that some of the rumblings out there is, oh, no, this is going to take away from the the websites that do this, um, people like touring plans, and maybe some travel agencies that do trip planning for their clients. So people are interested if we are worried about the Disney Genie app. Are we worried? I don't think it's going to work. <laughs> <laughs> And that's, you know, that's based on past, past performance. Experience. It takes them a while to get this stuff really um, yeah. working. I think in theory it sounds cool. I mean, there's different things it's going to do. They said, you know, if you want a princess day, it'll plan out a whole day for you and make suggestions. Um, in that scenario, yeah, in that scenario, it won't allow for... You know, personal likes, dislikes, that kind of thing. Uh, I understand future versions of it. You'll be able to maybe put in a little, give it a little bit more information and it'll spit it out. Um, this is not, it was kind of like when my Disney experience came out. It was kind of perceived that it was going to be the end of travel agents. I think it made us busier. Right. Um, I think this is going to do the same thing. I think this is going to be another tool that we all have at our, you know, at our fingertips, um, my Disney experience, you know, the genie. I'm almost at the diaper genie. <laughs> <laughs> the diaper genie. <laughs> Probably a better a idea. show. <laughs> um, so I think, you know, it'll be another tool, and I think eventually maybe it'll work, and and things will go well with it. I I'm so I feel so bad all the time. We all know people who work in Disney IT, and we know how well intent and how hard mm-hmm. they work. And so I always feel bad. When I say something against the work that they work so hard at, but at the same time, it's like I have lots of things that you could perfect first. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's going to help with decisiveness in the parks and not like. Right. Real planners are still going to plan everything out ahead of time based on 
you know, their past experiences, stuff like touring plans, and then also reading websites like ours. And so they're they're already going to be able to make their plans like this. I see this as a, a thing for when you see those confused people walking around the parks not knowing what to do, where to start. And the ones who didn't even know that My Disney Experience existed, let alone a Disney Genie, then someone from Guest Relations is going to be able to say, well, if you're really stuck... Why don't you download the genie and tell it what you want to do today? If you want to do thrill rides or a princess day, what? And it will help you along with that. But I think it's going to put a whole lot more people on their phone in the park yeah. and stumbling and not looking where they're going and walking into each other. And and I think what's going to happen is this is this is going to spit out what Disney wants you to do. Yeah, this isn't going to be uh, real opinions. It's you're not going to hear the. You know, the Disney Genie saying, listen, don't eat a coral reef. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, you put in, I want to eat a coral reef, and it means, don't do it. I think it's, it's also it's gonna eventually going to where, drive people yeah. to where the park Right. That's exactly, actually, that's exactly what it's going to do. You know, there's there's no wait time for whatever it is. Right. And that's where it's going to drive you around. It's not going to be somebody saying to you, you know, this is the attraction you really should try to do and this is the best way to make it happen. Right. I don't think it's going to be that kind of advice. I really never thought of it from what Craig had said, but that's true. Those people that show up in the park in the morning and don't know what to do or, you know, where to go and they're just kind of standing there awestruck, you know, I could see it for them kind of at least giving them some purpose to get started like some direction they're the ones you can trick into saying like oh well you want (laughs) you want this princess day you should start off by going to ride journey into imagination with figment which you'll walk right on and then you have plenty of time after that so it it really it's it helped it's good for manipulation and it is good for don't go to the e-ticket attractions. Don't yeah. go to the e-ticket yeah. attractions. It's the Disney trickster <laughs> app is what it's going to be called. And we can say all of that because those types of people don't even listen to shows like ours. So it's not even like we're insulting any listeners because if you were just going to show up and not know <laughs> where to go or what to do. <laughs> We've heard of a, a blue person thingy place. Where is that at? Exactly. <laughs> but I also think, too, you know, it's going to do – you know, people are going to get there have no dining reservations, so it'll push it to some place that yeah, you know that fast food or, or you know, yeah. something restaurant like that. Restaurant Marrakesh, yeah, Tony's, ABC Commissary. Nine Dragons, <laughs> yeah. Don't go to Tony's. Best restaurant is Nine Dragons. Come here, right. <laughs> but it's you know wait and see. Let's see what happens. Let's see what it yeah. really looks like. But I'm well, not worried about it. Right. You sound excited. I'm excited. I'm always excited for new things like this that help me along. Um, I'm cautiously excited because I know. It won't work. It, I know it'll be a while before it works the way that they want it to. <laughs> and I'm always worried about what else it's going to mess up if it's working. Mm, that's true. You know, right, all of a sudden, all of your ADRs are, you know, right. And that's the thing. Fast passes are gone or something like that. That's what I always get worried about when they, oh, now you're going to be able to do this. It's like, oh, but what am I going to lose? Right. <laughs> so. And someone had commented somewhere else we were talking about it and that they think it's going to oh we read a story about it on the other show where people think though this is going to replace um guest services people i actually think the opposite is true absolutely (laughs) they're going to have to add guest services people to teach people how to use it well that was like when um like those photo boxes well also the thing where the people are now in the parks with ipads to help you get dining reservations because your my disney experience stopped working 
yeah, the, so you're dining. The guest experience teams are set up now in multiple places throughout the park, so that way, instead of going to that one location for guest services, now it's literally all around if you right. need help right. with anything. So I think that's going to be the trending future is more guest mm-hmm. services and more places. As a travel agent, if this is the spirit of the question, I'm not concerned. Yeah, it's not anything that's going to replace us. Uh, my Disney experience didn't. It gives us another tool to help our clients. It gives us another way to be partners because we can both work on you know these things together. And I find the more things out there for people, the more they need somebody to kind of guide them through it. So you know, and people will say, "Oh, are you you know, it's touring plans your enemy." No, they do great work over exactly. touring plans. Why yeah. would they be my enemy? Um, I have a subscription to them, so I can keep up on. They do something over there like nobody else does. Right. So why would you know? That's the beauty of it. We can all benefit from. We all have areas that we excel at. And as a travel agent, it's my job to kind of pull from all the resources I can. And that's just going like to be another to resource. A, I'd like to do a future show uh, watching Tracy teach her parents how to use the GPS. No. 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 Tracy is still trying to teach her parents how to use the garage door opener. Okay. <laughs> yes. No. No. My parents are those people that would show up in the park not knowing because they just wait for Tracy. Okay. Now go do this. Now go do that. So they would be like looking at it and like, why isn't he telling us? Like, right. first, <laughs> of all, Jeannie, tell well, first of all, you Jeannie. have to teach them how to turn the phone on. Right. Oh, I, I got both of them iPhones now. That's a trip. <laughs> Do you know, and I know this is really mean, but do you know that the Jitterbug, the old person phone, they make a smartphone. They do. I've seriously thought about it. <laughs> I have looked at it. And that phone that just has like, you know, there's a button you push called Tracy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Call my one. <laughs> my mom had one of those buttons on her phone when she had a VCR, or not a VCR, uh, a CD, uh, CD player? Not a CD DVD play, a DVD, A DVD player. And I swear there was a button on her phone that said, call Kevin to come over and reset the DVD player. <laughs> it's not working. Yeah. All right. Moving on to our next question. At Walt Disney World, if you've linked accounts in My Disney Experience, can you use credits from both accounts in mobile order or only from one account at a time? Now, this sparked some conversation beforehand. Nowhere have we found this in any literature that explains this specific scenario. However, what's our general consensus, Tracy? My general consensus is no. Like, even though you're linked, you're two separate packages, reservations that are linked together. Your only connection is my Disney experience. So I think your specific things like tickets, mobile ordering, your account charges that go back to your hotel room, I think those are still going to be specific to your package. Um, I think if you and I were linked and we were both in the parks, I could be on my Disney experience, you could be on yours, and we could each be ordering if if all, if I can, order. If I, I'm going to ask to be linked to everybody if this is true. Exactly. Because I'm going to clean out your points. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. And so logistically, <laughs> I mean, I don't know if there's antidotes out there where people have done this or but we couldn't i couldn't find anything official on it i tried to call disney and i might as well have been asking them to teach me how to speak japanese because they had no idea what i was talking about logically Um, it doesn't make sense because when you link reservations together you don't pool your your dining credits you don't pool your financial information and make it all one big account well it's like linking your cruises your um cruise line reservation i don't get keys to your room that's true 
That's right. Yeah, so the answer is going to be no. So don't be greedy and just use your own credits. Yeah, don't just, try to steal them from people. Just borrow your friend's phone, do your mobile <laughs> order, and know the number and go pick it phone. up. Tell them you need their password. Every time I go to Disney <laughs> with somebody, I'm linked to somebody else. And all of a sudden, I'll get notifications of, oh, here's your pictures from Disney. And it's like, what? And I look, it's like, oh, look, look who's in Disney. I, I could just be shopping on their points if you, I want. Or, or like, you got to send me when that happens because we've been asked by Disney about this. Because other people are complaining about it. And they're saying, how come all of a sudden someone's linked to me? They shouldn't be able to do that. Oh, and that happened happen. to me. I was getting pictures for people that I did not know. And I looked and they were linked to me. And it was somebody I had no idea who it was. Nick, let's use their points. Yeah. <laughs> credits, they were trying to use credits. my dining credits. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should bring those pictures and we should show them. <laughs> and critique them on the show. Yeah. All right. So that we think that's our answer to that. We're not sure, but we think that's true. And if it's not, sorry about that. We tried. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we did our best. The bar, the bar is lowered. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Our next question. At what point does it make better financial sense to buy an annual pass than just, quote unquote, regular tickets? My bar on this has always been to people, if you're going to be at Disney more than 10 days in a year, buy an annual pass. Now, there's a little bit more to that calculation. There's, you know, if you're looking to get an annual pass, a little discount, one person in your party can get a pass and then get an annual pass. But what's your feeling on when is it worth it? I think with the recent price increase, it's a little bit more than 10. 10 used to always be our rule of thumb. I think we're almost to 12 or 14 days in a park wow. before it starts to make sense. Um, like John said, there's other reasons, discounts and things like that. There's a bigger part of this question, though, when I run into it. Somebody says, okay, we're going we're gonna to come back next year, so we're going to upgrade our tickets to annual passes. So they do that. And then next year, a promotion comes out that they really want, but they need to have tickets for it. Mm. Try. So that changed the calculation. So there's so when we answer that question as agents, I hate that question as an agent because it makes me have to see in the future and I just don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what if there's going to be a deal next year that you could have got way better of an offer if you know you had to have tickets attached and got packages. Well, almost every deal now you have to have tickets on it. Well, almost every discount still but there's any package deal. Yeah. And so it's so they're getting so creative with these offers that they're coming out with. And it's not like we, before we could count on certain things happening at certain times, we don't know what they're going to do when. So there's always that fear for me. Um, So there's the calculation of the number of days. Also keep in mind that your next trip has to be less than a year away because when that ticket expires, it expires. Right. Yeah, there's so, a thud. Yeah, exactly. So I think it right now it's probably 12 or 14 days with the annual pass. Um, I think it makes more sense if you're people who drive to the parks. So, you know, if you're not staying on property even, but you're coming into the park for a day um, or a few days as part of a different vacation, you got parking included. Uh, you do get your photos your down photo downloads with an annual pass. So there's some different things in the calculation. There's also sort of something that's not as tangible. If you're a Disney fan, having an annual pass gives you a reason. Yes. Oh yeah. It gives you a reason to, well, it gives you a reason to come back. Well, Well, that's what I mean. Like it ends up being multiple trips. Right. So it's sort of, if that's, 
So if you go just on the ticket price, it doesn't make sense because you're still going to spend more because I have to get another trip in. Yeah. All my passes are going to expire. I better go and get another trip. Well, I might as well go for, you know, two or three days. We have passes. We've had annual passes. I've had annual passes for years, every year for years. The value of them, this is probably the first year where I really thought about it. And I thought, am I still getting value out of this? It's the price has gotten so high. I think we're almost $1,200 now. It's insane. I remember my first one was 330 bucks and it wasn't that long ago. And there's also some comfort in just knowing that I'm not blowing a day. Right. I'm not, you know, if I want to go into the park for four hours, I am not wasting a day of my ticket. You know, this gives you some flexibility and freedom. And I mean, keep in mind, you can have tickets with a package and then decide once you're here, you want to upgrade one of those tickets or all of them to annual passes. They will give you the value. You do that at guest services and you have to do it before the ticket expires, but they will give you the value of the, what you paid for the ticket towards upgrading to an annual pass. So sometimes you don't necessarily know in advance, but decide once you're here um, that you would like that. And then it does kick in right away. So if you did it day one or day two of your trip, you would have those discounts, mm-hmm. you know, for, you know, shopping or, or different things. Yeah, that's another factor that's involved too. There is an yeah. annual pass holder discount yeah. off of merchandise and food at certain locations. So, you know, take that all into account and you got to make it right for you. You know, I don't think we can say at 14 days, you should buy an annual pass. Right. I'd almost say like, if I'm not going to do three or four visits, then that's where it kind of gets tough because, you know, if you're the type of person that you break it down and say, okay, well, if an annual pass is $1,200, if I was to come 12 days, that's $100 each day, even though we know that, no, it goes down in price per day as you add them on. But if you're really trying to justify the price of your pass, you're going to you're going to come up with whatever excuse that you possibly can to justify it. But like, then really, if you're going to travel that much, well, you find out your annual pass discount on food doesn't get you very far. You have to then add on tables in Wonderland as well to really get a, a credit on the food, or you have to buy so much merchandise and go broke from that. You know that AP magnet they give you for the back of your car? I was just going to mention that. That could that that that, that could tip the scales for some. Yeah. And and that's exactly like Craig said. If you're looking for to justify it, you're going to justify it. Exactly. You'd be, you'd be shocked at the things I can justify. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's all for you. Just keep in mind that it's such a bigger question than the number of days. There's so many things to consider. You know, people on site right now are talking next year's bounce back offer. That's an offer you get in your room at Disney World um, for to return for certain dates next year. It's currently free dining. Now, in order to get that, you would have to have a ticket attached. So now if you have an annual pass, you no longer qualify for that promotion. Or you have to pay for now the ticket that right. you really don't need. Exactly. So it's it's such a bigger question than the num- the break-even number of days. I wanna, I'm glad you brought up Bounce Back because there's a couple things with that. If people don't know what that is, when you do a Walt Disney World stay, usually in your room there's a flyer that says book your next trip and get the next promotion you get a promotion associated with it. A couple of things. First of all, people are saying they're not always in their room. They're not. I'm in a room right now, and the bounce back offer that's in my room is for 19 for a lot of dates that have already passed. Wow. Because I, I always search for it. Now, I know from other sources that there's a different one out there. So my suggestion to you is if you're at Disney World and you think you're going to go back in the next year or you want to think about it, call extension 8844 from your room. That's directly to Tracy. Yeah, that comes right to me. 
<laughs> and it goes directly to Disney reservations. They ask that, tell them you want to know what the current bounce back offer is. If they're giving you like only 19, tell them, I think there's one for 20. Um, and what is that? And they will give you the details. And if you want to book it, you have to pay your deposit right away. It's a $200 refundable deposit for your package. And they will still book it under the travel agency. So you let them know they'll see that, you know, you're booked. Let them know that I want to book this under Dream still or whoever my travel agency or agent was. And they will still do that for you. Sometimes they forget. Sometimes they mess it up a little bit. So once you get home, message your travel agent, say, hey, I booked this while I was there. And they'll be able to help you track it down and maybe have to transfer it. But for the most part, we can figure it out with you. Um, but it's extension 8844 from your resort room because you have to book a bounce back before you leave. I hate that they make it so tricky. I wish that they would make it a lot easier for people. But first of all, if you don't see it right away, go through all that paperwork in your room. Because yeah. usually there's a booklet. And there's, there's a booklet and it usually it's on one of those pages. Mine was an insert on it and it wasn't even accurate. And I think sometimes they're relying on um, the housekeeping staff to change those as they, right. you know, as the promotions change. And I'm maybe even front desk would know or have something up to date or for you. Or might take it home with them. Yep. And so it might not be in your room. So yep. definitely ask about it. Think about it. It's a, it's a really great way to get it's, another And it's discount. usually the best offer. Like we have no, nothing for 2020 at this point. We have no discounts. We have no promotions. We don't know if there's going to be free dining in 2020. This is a guaranteed promotion if it falls within your dates. Do you happen to know the specifics of it? I don't okay. off the top of my head and I just look like a fool if I tried to guess. Okay. But it had some weird dates. It wasn't just typical free dining. You look like a fool anyway. So what I know. It's matter? true. No, it's I'm true. Um but I think there was some, might have been some spring dates, um, definitely some fall dates. So there's a variety of dates outside of what typical free dining was. I know it's online somewhere. We could probably find it if we really looked. But, if we really wanted to look. Yeah. Well, but we weren't ready for that question. So but the best way is to call from your room, extension 8844. I feel like I'm doing a, a <laughs> infomercial. Infomercial. Yeah. Call now to get free shipping. <laughs> It's four easy payments. All right. yeah. So let's move on to our next question. Can you talk about split stays at Walt Disney World? I'd like to know about luggage transfer and other things I need to be aware of. Also, about also what about split stays with Universal and or cruising? Gadgets. Okay. <laughs> Go I got this it. one. Uh, split stays. First of all, not for me because I'm an unpacker. So I'm with, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. I agree. But. So to me, but there's a lot of people that do it. I have a lot of clients that do it. So this is one of those things where you don't enforce your own opinions onto somebody else. So with what? A, <laughs> <laughs> I was directly talking to you, Kevin. <laughs> um, with split stays, you especially if you need tickets on the, the first reservation, we make that a package. So it includes tickets with a duration long enough to cover both stays. So at this point, I'm talking uh, split stay Walt Disney World only. So we make the first one a package with tickets, dining if you want it, and the tickets will be for the entire stay, including the room only. The dining will be just for that package dates. Just to, yep. the reason for that is because you get the better deal on the tickets. Exactly. Rather than saying, I'm going to buy a four-day ticket and a four-day ticket, right. your eight-day ticket is right. better than that. Yes, thank you. That's true. So your per day price decreases as the ticket gets longer. And even with the new ticket requirements of being valid certain dates, we just have to make sure we're booking the right length ticket to make sure it's valid throughout your whole stay, and we can figure that out with you. Um, so then the second reservation is a room only 
or it could be a ticketless package. So if you want dining for the entire stay, we can book that second one as a ticketless package. And then that's how we handle the, the reservation side of things. So you have two separate reservations. Both get linked to your My Disney Experience account. And that's that. Luggage transfer. Disney Bell Services does have a luggage transfer service where you can tell them I'm moving over from you know Pop Century to Wilderness Lodge. They will transfer your luggage for you from Pop Century to Wilderness Lodge. At Wilderness Lodge, it goes to Bell Services, and then you call them when you get there. They bring the luggage to your room. I have personally done this on two separate occasions, and both times trying to find my luggage when I needed it was a big pain. Um, I found the service wasn't as smooth as it could have been. I found on the receiving end, and in fairness to them, they've got so much stuff coming in and out all the time. It seemed to be very, um, it wasn't convenient for me. When I got to the other resort and I got back to my room, I just wanted my luggage. And I and had to track it down. you're not going to come to your room and pack for you. Right. Yeah. So you're I packing mean, up and, yeah. You're spending one of the days of your vacation Changing. packing, moving, unpacking. Yes. And and I have, client, I have clients who's traveling very soon who has four different resorts that she's staying at throughout. So some people love it. They love that they're going to do their, um, you know, their Epcot and their studio stuff while they're staying near the boardwalk. They're going to do their, go stay by the magic kingdom to do some people love it and they do it all the power to them. Um, and for some people they're just closing a suitcase because that's the way they travel. Uh, so what I would suggest is pack up your stuff in the morning, get in an Uber or a Lyft because they're, you know, you can, they're very inexpensive to get around property. Um, even a taxi, they're outside of all the resorts. Go to your next resort. Check in. Maybe you'll get lucky your room is ready. Maybe you won't. Leave your luggage there with, with luggage services because you get a little tag. And the tag has your number on it. So then when you get back to the resort later, you know exactly how to get your stuff. Whereas when it's dropped off for you, there was no like I had no tag to reference. I had no. There was no identification. That said right, it was and it just seemed to be more of a versus, process. And I mean, they didn't lose anything. Yeah. It was there, of course. That department is very, very busy. Luggage services is extremely busy always, so it's understandable. But I liked having the control myself. I liked bringing it over there and then starting my day from that point. And I felt like ultimately it just saved me time by doing it that way. Um, if you're going to a cruise or Universal, this is really ending one stay. And beginning another. So if you're doing a Disney cruise, uh, Disney Cruise Line does sell transfers that will pick you up at your Disney resort and take you to the ship. Um, if you're going from Disney to Universal, again, Uber, Lyft, Taxi is going to be your best bet. If you want to pick up supplies on your way and you want to rent a car, you know, there's car rental agencies here and at Universal where you could probably do a pickup and a drop off. Um, but I would really, I know I keep saying it, but Uber and Lyft is your way to get around here. I uh, monitor an uh, email account where sometimes general questions come in, and I would like to dispel the notion that Disney has a land and sea package any longer. They used to. You used to book it as a package. They don't any longer. You are booking a land stay? Stop. You are booking a Disney cruise? Stop. There is transportation in between. There is no longer one clump of land sea. And it's actually better this way, yes. believe it or not. Actually, there's a huge amount of flexibility. Because you're not stuck to a three-day land, four-day sea, or vice versa. Now you can do anything you want on that, and it's just as easy. And they used to lock you in resorts. If you wanted to be in these categories, right. you had to be in this resort. Right. If you wanted to, it was it was way too restrictive. 
And but, so now you were limited to three yes. or three, four land, say, or yes. vice versa. Exactly. So changing resorts is easy. Going from Disney to Universal now is very easy. Yes. Because the only downside to me is I'm with her. I, I'm an unpacker, right. and we take all the stuff out of our medicine bag and put it all over the bathroom. And that just seems a hassle to me. This is the assumption that people want to do it. And how can right. I do it? And how right. can I, what do I do? And I've had people for? say to me, well, I would like to stay at a deluxe, but I can't afford to stay there for the entire length of my stay. So I have to move to a different resort. Um, there are lots of reasons yeah. for doing it. Yeah. And you have two different accounts, right? You have two yes. different spending accounts. Yes. So you have to set up a credit card on each one of yes. your reservations at each resort. Now that the, online check-ins easier that eliminates yes, the whole sort of hassle it of it definitely make it easier so but yep. you got to be aware of that is that you have to now leave a credit card on your second resort stay so but not, definitely not difficult not you know horrendous thing to disney do. is not going to offer you a transfer or um move your luggage over to universal with a universal package we can do what's called a take two transfer where they will pick you up at your walt disney resort take you to Universal and then take you to the airport at the end of your stay. So Universal does have an option for that um, where we could do it. But again, anything that you're paying for that's a shuttle service is charged per person. If you're a family of four, start looking at anything that's charged per car. Hmm. You know, because point. chances are right. you're going to have better flexibility to go when you want to go with an Uber, Lyft, taxi, um, as opposed to going in a shuttle. And Shuttles you're are going to have pay, schedules. Yeah, and you're going to pay a fraction of the price. What do you suggest for people, first of all, with um, resort to resort? Should I stay at a value and then move to a deluxe? Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> you always go up? You can't go down. <laughs> because yeah. if you're staying in a you value... <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that sounded very Canadian. Oh, yeah. Uh, when you get to, you know, you get to Pop Century and you, oh, this is a nice room. Oh, I like it here and da-da-da-da-da. And then you get to your deluxe. Oh, wow, this is great. I can see what the difference is and blah, 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 blah. You get to a deluxe and you've stayed there like a week. And now you get to Pop Century and you're like, oh, my. Like, <laughs> where have I got to put this? Where have I got that? They're both great resorts. It's but, all about perception. <laughs> right. So now what about Disney Universal? What do you do first? Um... Opinion, sometimes it depends on your dates, because I think Universal matters way more between weekend and weekday than Disney does. I find, I, Craig, do you find that? I find Universal on weekends to be busier. Yeah. For and the then part. I think it gets more of a local crowd. And I find that Universal weekends and weekdays, there's a greater variance in crowds as opposed to Disney weekends and weekdays. So I always try to tell people, if you can go during to universal during the week so sometimes that depends on it but if that's aside i would probably still do disney first because i find universal to be a more relaxing vacation i'd piggyback off that and then i'd also add in your uh your opinion about going from a, a value to a deluxe if for some reason you got an awesome deal on either portofino hard rock royal pacific i'd even say sapphire falls in that list 
and you're staying at one of those four hotels, but over at Disney, you're paying the same price, but you were staying at Pop Century, <laughs> it's going to be yeah. quite the uh, quite the jump culture up. shock yes. you're going to go to. Yeah. Those hotels are Absolutely. gorgeous yeah. at Universal. And Absolutely, yeah. Top level service. So that's what I would do because Universal just is. I mean, I know there's a lot of thrill rides over there. And I don't mean to say Universal is not going to fill your time the same way. I think it uses your time in a different way. And you can definitely build in more downtime at Universal, yep. more pool time. And it just doesn't have the same, I booked this six months ago, we're going to do it now. Exactly. <laughs> and then, of course, um, I think we always recommend that you do your land portion before your cruise. Yeah, cruise if it works again with the end. dates, just because I think the cruise, again, is more relaxing. It's a more relaxing way to end the vacation. Um, and I had mentioned Disney Cruise Line as, you know, having the transfers from Disney. There are other options out of Port Canaveral. And so, you we, you know, you could still, just because you're staying at a Disney resort, doesn't mean we can't book your Royal Caribbean, Royal Caribbean yeah. cruise. Um, there's not going to be the ease of transfer. But, you know, certainly there are companies there are that do it. There's and car like services and, and different things that you can work out for we that as well. There. Yeah. Excellent. All right. Our next question. I'm very confused about the cancellation change policy for Walt Disney World reservations. I'm getting different information. Can you clarify the policy for me? I assume their confusion comes because there's two different policies, one for room only and one for package. So depending on what type you book, that's where the problem comes, right? Is that what you assume? That's what I assume. Okay. Yeah. Do you want to tell people what the cancellation policies are? I sure. believe she does. Go look it up. <laughs> <laughs> Their confusion could be because they called Disney. Could be because you can get a different answer every time. Could you ask that genie? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this is what it is. So with the Walt Disney World package, you're going to pay a $200 deposit within three days of booking it. The $200 deposit is refundable up until final payment date, which is 30 days prior to your arrival. Clear as mud, right? So $200 refundable. 30 days prior is when you have to make your final payment. And you have until that date to cancel or change without penalty on your first 200. The exception. The exception is if you include insurance with your package. Insurance premiums have to be paid at the time the insurance is added. And those are non-refundable. Doesn't matter when you can. I think you have the first 14 days to change your mind. After that, insurance premiums are non-refundable. So keep in mind, if you pay the deposit, you've added insurance and you cancel, the insurance is non-refundable. Um, room only. A room-only reservation, the de- one-night deposit is due when you book, and they'll give us a couple days on that as well. And then you have up until five days prior to cancel and get that one night back. If you cancel within the five nights, the deposit is the first night deposit is gone. With a room-only, you pay your balance when you get to the resort. You can opt to pay in advance if you like with Disney, um, but it's due when you get to the resort. Now, I know it's five days before. I tell people always when they ask me, it's seven days. I just like to have a buffer. Mm-hmm. I always tell them 70 days before. 70? Seven. <laughs> you <laughs> are tough. Days. <laughs> seven days before, I always tell them just to make sure. And we can make changes and you know you can cancel, get that back, whatever. We can't add insurance to our room only but if you want insurance we can now make your room only a base package and include insurance that way so it gets very confusing but generally just the cancellation policy that's what it is if you cancel a walt disney world package within 30 days so 29 days to two days you lose the first 200 dollars, but they refund the difference 
So it's a $200 penalty. If it's one day before or you're a no-show, the entire amount is non-refundable. So people will say, well, why should I get insurance if I'm only going to lose $200? It's the one day before. Because in my experience, people have to cancel or lose their trips because something happens last minute and unexpected. Something happens in travel. Something happens the day before. Um, and at that point, you're 100% non-refundable. Or wait to add your insurance you know, a few days before you make final payment. Right. And then that way, it's not just the 200 it's the final payment, and you know you're, you're planning on going. Yeah. Can I throw one more thing in there? Yep. If you're doing a room only and you want tickets, your tickets have to be paid in full. Right. And they are non-refundable. Exactly. So I'm a big proponent for packages. Because for 200 bucks, you're, you're getting your tickets there, and you're getting all the package components available to you, and you don't lose anything. Right. But that 200 if something happens. But with a room only... You know, you can say, well, I have until five days before, but that ticket that you purchased is now right. And the other thing, used. to piggyback on that, is that when I put the ticket with my package and I book a year out, at 60 days before, I have that ticket on my package that I haven't paid for yet to book my fast passes. Right. And I still don't have to pay for it until 30 days before. If within that year, ticket prices increase... I'm protected on my package with the original ticket price. Now, if I'm going to change and there's a discount or promotion, that changes the equation, but that's part of what we figure out trying to decide if your new deal is a better deal or not. But when you think about adding you know, the ticket to the package. And it's not more money to put a ticket in a package. I do know sometimes there's people out there offering discounts on certain days tickets. But I always, you have to weigh the amount of that discount versus putting that money out so many months in advance. Um, so think I, I'm a big proponent of the package for that reason. And it's interesting you talked about discounts because this last round of discounts that they put out, the free dining, the ticket prices had increased. Mm-hmm. So we had found that our clients were paying more for free dining if they wanted the free dining on their package yeah. because of the ticket price increase that took place. Right. So, and we talk about discounts and we talk about – and you'll see Disney say there's a room discount – And I didn't realize until recently, a lot of people think that if it's a room discount, I can't have tickets attached. So I've had clients contact me and say, oh, no, I just want the room so I can get a room discount. We can still apply room discounts to packages. They have a different code for them. So you just get a discount on the room portion of the ticket. Or I'm sorry, room portion of the package. So just because it's a package doesn't mean you're excluded from future room discounts. So we always check for you. And the last round of room discounts, a lot of people already had a better deal because they booked early. They booked, And this year we saw resort prices resort increase. Price, true, we saw yeah. dining plan prices increase. We saw tickets increase. So a lot of our guests already had the best price prior to any discounts being released. You try to apply a discount and the price goes up. And at first you're like, what? And then you realize. <laughs> and that's how I did it. I went, what? <laughs> and then, so. Good thing we don't work in an office. <laughs> that would be distracting. Every five minutes. What? I am so proud of Tracy. Because she talked about insurance. Yeah, right. I, I know. Didn't, I didn't think she'd ever venture back into <laughs> that subject. I kept it very vague. <laughs> to quickly go back to discounts for a second. I think Disney has gotten smarter on their discounts. Absolutely. For Disney, not for oh, us. Absolutely. Yeah. Not for the consumer. They have figured out that if we release free dining after all of these increases went off, we look great because we're releasing free dining, but they're not losing any money on it. So they're trying to get a new business with that free dining promotion, but people who have already booked got the best price. Yeah. So 
Just something to be aware of is that I think for the most part, and I'll probably be proven wrong on the next promotion, that any future promotion is not going to be better than what you already have. Yeah. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> and the great thing about it is your dreams agent, I can tell you whether you hear from your dreams agent or not, every single discount that's released, every single one of us takes our entire client list, finds everybody within those dates, and there's we have... John has set up our system in a way that makes it easy for us to do that. And we go through every single client. We look at the new price, if it's available, if it's not available, what else is, is it a better deal than what they have? We do that for every single discount that's released. And so... I don't think that's mentioned enough. Yeah. Yeah. If it wouldn't break our servers, I would send an email to every client we have (laughs) that says, take a breath. Right. Relax. We're We're checking for discounts. Yeah, we've got you. Yeah. I wish I could say, sometimes I just want to, my out of office, just say, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. <laughs> you. Gotcha. And so, and sometimes what happens to us though, is that we get our first priority is our clients who are booked on discounts. So we are in discounts released. We're in, I got to get this. I got to get this. I got to get this. It's crazy town when it happens and we all work together. We're all helping each other. And then our next priority is, okay, now I got to go back to the people and say, okay, I couldn't get you a discount here. I can get you here. Do you want to change? Because now I then have to go back and see if I can still get it. And then at the very end, it's emailing those people and saying, hey, I looked. It wasn't available. You've got a better deal. But, you know, I did check. So sometimes those emails go out later. And you never want those. And the, those are the people that usually feel like, well, they're, they're not even checking for me. I didn't even hear from anybody. But it takes, you know, we have to. And the time when your number comes up and you get a discount, you're going to be really happy right. that we did it. You know, we got t- taken care of you first. So Disney's releasing these discounts because they want new business. And we are the opposite. Right. I mean, we want new business, obviously. We want to book more people. But we release, we see these discounts, and it's an opportunity to save our current clients money. Yes. How can I do it? How can I save them money? Yes. And then when an agent is done, they'll move on to new reservations. Yep. And that's our number one priority. Yep. So sometimes we'll get emails to say, can you email me when Disney releases a discount? Yes, but my existing client base takes first priority. So I always tell people the same thing. You need to book the reservation for what you want at a price you can de- live with. And now you're on my list, and I'm checking and looking for better deals all the time. I can't bring in outside people to that fold who haven't already committed to right, a relationship. Exactly. Because I have to give priority to my existing client base. Yeah, we're loyal to our clients, Absolutely. first and foremost. And it ends up being more business because there's nothing like – my favorite thing to do is to email somebody and tell them I got them a discount before they emailed me to ask about it. I Again, I tell you I – monitor this email account and one of the questions I get is why would you check for discounts for me because why would you want to save me money and my answer is always because if I save you money you're going to come back and book with me because you know I'm looking out for you and I and I happens to me all the time I have a lot of people who refer colleagues to me it's like oh you know because well so-and-so booked with a different agency and they never hear from their agent so you're at work think about it. you're in an office you're at work and you get an email from your traveling, hey, I just saved you $300. Right. You know they're talking about it around the, the water cooler. And so it's just a good feeling. And I know nobody believes this, and it's totally counterintuitive to people who work on commission. But there's nothing like it. I like how we're able to turn every question back to us. Isn't it? I love it. That's <laughs> We have a yeah. special gift. So we have more questions, but 
I think we're going a little bit long on this show. So what we're going to do is we're going to split this question and answer into two different shows. So we're going to end it on this one. Um, so hopefully there's your cliffhanger. We have more <laughs> questions. <laughs> da, da, da. So we hope you get join us for the second half of our question and answer episode. But for now, I want to thank you guys for being here and helping me answering these questions. Thank everybody at home for listening and watching. We hope you have a great week and we hope you have a great vacation. Thank you.